Welcome to Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. This is a true crime podcast. That's right, a true crime podcast. For those in the back, I'll say it a little bit louder. This is a true crime podcast. This show is a show for grown folks. That little E over there next to my podcast, that means that we use some foul language every once in a while. Just every once in a while. Enough to flag it, you know. So, we talk about really generally vile, disgusting, and horrific things. Dismemberment, disembowelment, death in general. Lots of really horrible, terrible things. But we also, like I said, we cover the three key things that everybody in life enjoys. Coffee, true crime, and of course, dumpster fires. So, settle in. Come get warm by the dumpster fire. Make sure don't touch it, though. Don't want you to get burned. Don't want to get sued. Just saying. But, again, all kidding aside, you have been warned. Turn back now if you don't like that kind of thing. And by the way, I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor. If you don't get that reference, you need to go ahead and turn back now. Otherwise, settle in and enjoy this week's episode of Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. Triscodecophobia. Uh, that would be the fear of the number 13. By the way, psst. This is the 13th episode of Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. Yeah, that's right. 13 episodes of Baker's Dozen. It's been a while, I know. It's because of that whole, you know, Triscodecophobia thing, I guess. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I'm not buying it either, but I tried. <clears throat> so anyway... Meanwhile, back at the ranch, welcome to yet another episode, I know, 13. Maybe maybe with the new year, after life has finally settled down and all is right with the world, well, okay, maybe not. All is right with Florida, though. Eh, maybe, yeah, all is right with Florida, for sure. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so this week's Coffee of the Week is the Grumpy Goat. They're actually like hyper-local. I think I did one other one. I think I did, uh, I don't remember which episode it was, but I did a coffee from a company called Narrative Coffee. And they're, so, they're also pretty hyper-local. Uh, like this, these people, Grumpy Goat. Um, I did their uh, Dominican, the, bleh, their Congo medium roast. And like I said, the, but these people are different than uh, th these guys are, are are different than the um, than the other ones. Uh, w they are super like small batch roast. Um, I actually got to meet the roaster himself. Uh, cool guy. Uh, met him at a local farmers market where I bought. Where I bought the uh, where I bought the beans from him, great coffee. It's really smooth. It doesn't have that. Uh, it doesn't have that really acidic bite to it necessarily. I give it five out of five. Uh, um, and it had like a 
it 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 had a a little bit of bite on the, on the back end when but not much and it it was it was just right it it hit just right it was amazing coffee so um it kind of a it starts out kind of fruity and citrusy and but again pretty amazing coffee um so hopefully like i was saying though going into 2022 we'll have uh we're doing a little bit of update news by the way before we actually start the story in case you didn't notice um hopefully we'll be a little more consistent and some things are are coming together and things i i broke down and well of course i've always had the twitter the at file podcast um that's always been there and my my teenagers convinced me that and that and and some other uh true crime podcasters and things they all convinced me that perhaps TikTok might be a thing to help promote the podcast. So I broke down. I'm ashamed to admit it at my age uh, that I have TikTok now. Um, I have the, well, I have the podcast TikTok. That's it. Uh, uh, it's um, at Criminal Dumpster Fire on TikTok is where you can find it. There's literally one video out. As of right now, there may I may put some other stuff up. Um, I I saw some interesting anyway, anyway. But TikTok is well, it's appropriate. It is a true that I I'm telling you that is an absolute TikTok is like the absolute dumpster fire of the internet and a time suck. Holy cow! I mean. Beyond ridiculous time suck. Literally, I mean, literally, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna co- look at a couple of videos or whatever, and three hours later, right? Holy cow! Um, anyway, so now there's TikTok and and uh, Twitter. Uh, so there you have it, and you can find us uh, on. All of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Good Pods. That's a new one. Uh, they do a lot of independent podcasts, and I actually got ranked uh, for at in the top 100 uh, true crime independent podcasts. Uh, I made number 57. I actually got ranked. So that was pretty cool uh, for a week. And now I'm nowhere to be found. Uh, Well, at least in the top 100 anyway. Maybe not even in the top 1,000. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, let's get on with the story, shall we? Again, episode number 13. And the word of the day, remember, is triskaidekaphobia. I like that word, so I'm. I just wanted to try and use it. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> so, on this one is is an interesting story. This, oh, spoiler alert! The victim of this crime, she was murdered, but she managed to testify at her own. M- 
in her own murder trial. So, on August 2nd, 2015, Judy Malinowski, I hope I pronounced that right, um, Judy Malinowski was murdered by her boyfriend, douchebag of the century, Michael Slager. He actually doused her in gasoline and set her on fire at a gas station. Ironically, well, I mean, obviously, right? Um, and stood and just watched her burn until he realized that there were actually witnesses that were seeing this horrific shit go down, and they went, oh, no. So he kind of had a a quick, uh uh-oh, maybe I should attempt to do something. So um, he didn't actually get involved until, by all accounts anyway, he didn't actually get involved until some of the witnesses started to intervene and attempt to extinguish this poor woman, uh, Judy Malinowski. So let's start at the beginning. Why? What better place to start than at the beginning, right? Begin at the beginning. If you know, you know. <clears throat> um, anyway, so Judy was born on August 26, 1983. She was 33 years old when all this went down. She was a mother of two little girls. She graduated from the New Albany, Ohio High School class of 2001. She beat, uh, <clears throat> it doesn't say when, the first time she beat, uh, she beat ovarian cancer. But she beat it once. Then in 2006, the cancer had come back, and she was forced to undergo a full hysterectomy, took out the entire baby factory. This is not like, you know, I mean, the whole kid and caboodle, whoop, gone, right? Um, <clears throat> during all of this, uh, this cancer battle in 2006, um, she, of course, and this story is, is, the story in general is really tragic as it is. But to make it even more tragic, we have the whole, you know, uh, an addiction to opiates because of because of, of Big Pharma, you know. Big Pharma does it again, right? Um, anyway, so she, she ends up with this, with a full, you know, full-on opiate addiction. You know, and, and, you know, that is, that's more tragic than probably anything. Because this poor woman had been through so much in beating cancer and all these different, you know, and being a mother and all, and and only to have this. Well, she finally is, is... Coming on to, you know, she's beginning to go through rehab and be successful in her rehabilitation. And then in 2015, she starts to date this dude, uh, Michael Slager. And nobody likes this dude. By the way, for all of the young ladies out there 
um, and even well, even dudes for that matter. And, and you don't even have to be young if if you're if you're in the dating scene wherever you're at. So if you're younger and you're in the young what, whatever, if you're in in society in general, really, <clears throat> if your core friend group or your you know your core friend group the the people that you've always been the tightest with and your family and family's not always blood doesn't mean that you're family and family doesn't mean that you're blood and I'll leave that you figure that one out but um so but the those core people in your group that you're the tightest with that know you the best if they don't like somebody and this isn't always the case but if they don't like if if the if the core people in your group and I don't mean one person in the core group but the core group as a whole is telling you and your family everybody's telling you man this dude or this chick whoever is bad news they're bad news man listen to them Listen to them. Seriously. They probably know. They have a 30,000 foot view. They have an outside view that you, you know, because when you're dating people, we all know how you can put blinders on and it gets bad. Don't do that. Um, so, I mean, and, and I've seen, like, I've seen the pictures of this dude and, and he just looks like, I mean, his his whole demeanor, and I've seen the videos of him going in and out of court and all these things for different hearings and whatever. This dude just screams douchebag. Just does. I, I mean, I don't know how how else to put it. Um, you know, and, and he fits that. It, it's really sad because he he perpetu- he's the, the one person that perpetuates that stereotype cuz we've all seen people uh that that are we all we all know people that are all tatted up and and whatever and a lot of people automatically and and again you don't get to see me because I'm me and I don't yeah but let's just say that I've been there anyway a lot of people that have tattoos and things get looked at and they're like, man, what, you know, they, they automatically are labeled a douchebag. And in reality, a lot of us are not that way uh, at all. We're and, and a lot of people that, and a lot of the people that are the gnarliest looking, you know, scariest looking, meanest looking dudes, are really the the nicest and softest guys you'll come across and, and the most generous and caring guys you'll come across. And then but then there's guys like this, this Schlager dude who is covered in tattoos and, and gives people uh, gives tattooed people a bad name. You know, and, and and is just he looks like and he per, again he just God, he perpetuates that stereotype, the way that he carries himself, the way that he talks in court, and things like that with no, he just, 
Ugh. He oozes douchebag. Okay, anyway. So she tries to end it. And with guys like that, they don't want to accept that. They don't accept. They, they, they're not willing to accept, oh, it's over. Dude, this sucks. It's over. So, <clears throat> she, like I said, she tries to end it, and then in my, <laughs> the way that I wrote my notes, I said, dickweed refuses to accept it. It fits. Um, so, from this point, um, the, this is where sort of the stories, there, there's two stories that kind of split. This is where the, the basic story kind of splits a little bit right here. So some people, and it's it's a minor little split, but I'm going to, I, I want to cover it because I want to be transparent in the research that I did and all those things. So some people say, or, or there's some versions out there that say that he was a, he was attempting to take her to rehab, but she wasn't having any of that. And she tried to walk away at the gas station. An argument ensued, and then, well, he doused her. He punched her and whatever, and then knocked her to the ground and doused her in gasoline and set her on fire. Now, there's no debate as to the fact that it's all, I mean, there's, I think there's surveillance video. I couldn't bring myself to try and really find that because that's pretty horrific. Um, but, but the fact is, is that it's not in dispute that he knocked her to the ground, soaked her in gasoline, and set her on fire. So, whether, the, the, the sort of divergence is whether or not he was there trying to get her to rehab and she said no we're not we're all done with that or did she did she say no we're all done with that or did he follow her to the gas station which was on Stiegler Road in Guyana Ohio Guyana Ohio I mean it just most towns in Ohio sound like you just yeah Who's naming these? Anyway, sorry. I'm not necessarily a fan of Ohio. There's some cool stuff that's come out of Ohio. A few cool people that have come out of Ohio, but mostly it's, yeah. Anyway, so um, so she, this, this poor woman, as a result of the... Um, uh, as a result of being doused in gasoline and set on fire, she suffered third, fourth, and fifth degree burns over more than 90% of her body. Now, I didn't know this, and I think most of my listeners will agree that most of most of the people listening right, most of you listening right now went fourth and fifth degree? I thought there were only three degrees. Because that's what I thought. But, uh, no. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so, uh, so third, fourth, and fifth degree burns over 90% of her body. The doctors, it was so bad, the doctors didn't expect her to survive the next 24 hours. 
So Judy's mother was notified and told that Judy had mere hours to live. So for, um, and this is how I found it, and, and I'm going exactly how they wrote it, but I think it's reversed. But So fourth-degree burns are so severe that they damage bone tissue. Oh, uh, never mind. I, I understand now as I read it out loud. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so fourth-degree burns are so severe that they damage bone tissue. I'll say that again for those in the back. Fourth-degree burns are so severe they damage bone tissue. That's like the marrow, the stuff inside of your bones, the stuff that makes your bones rigid and strong and not brittle like like cheap plastic toys. Fifth-degree burns completely destroy the epidermis, which is your skin. Again, completely destroy, meaning gone, bye-bye, no more, the, epi- the skin, and completely destroy muscle, muscle tissue, the meat, gone. Think about that. Think about how many times have you put a... a, a Put a burger on the barbecue, and the for whatever reason you walked away, you weren't paying attention. You walked away, and you came back, and it was a briquette. We're talking beyond even that, like poof, gone, like nothing but ash. So again, they didn't expect her to live twenty four hours, but she did. She lost all of her hair, her entire body, all of her hair. No more hair. Gone. Poof. Whoosh. None. Her ears? Gone. Two fingers? Gone. She's blind completely. And there was significant trauma to the esophagus. The fact of the matter is that she would never leave that hospital bed again. The only, I mean, until for the rest of her life. So initially, they um, they arrested Slager and charged him with uh, felonious assault and aggravated an aggravated arson because um, she wasn't deceased yet. Um. Now, Slager maintained that it was an accident, and he was lighting a cigarette. He pled no contest. He was sentenced to the maximum of a mere 11 years. Somehow that just doesn't seem fitting. Um, I think he's a candidate for the wood chipper. Before she died, he was a candidate for the wood chipper. Uh, Or, you know, like an 18-inch garbage disposal, perhaps. You know, one leg at a time. Or feet first into the the, uh, wood chipper. I think that's a good 
that's that is not cruel and unusual punishment to me. That gives them because again the idea is punishment, um, not necessarily retribution, but it's punishment, and they're going to they they need the opportunity to reflect upon what they've done. So feet first into the wood chipper. I'm okay with that. Of course, you know, since he didn't, since she was still alive, we would save him at the knees. You know, we, right? Right? I know the sound effects are great, right? <clears throat> Spring for a soundboard. I don't know. Anyway, so, um, so Judy Malinowski, she spent. The next 700 days, not quite two years, in a hospital bed, on a ventilator, at the edge of death. Toward the end of her life, she gave a full video deposition as to what this douchebag had done. And she had to suffer tremendously to be able to do this physically. Because she had to be weaned off of pain medication and so that she was actually lucid and coherent when she testified. Um, and during that deposition, she said that if she died as a result of the injuries that he had inflicted on her, she wished him to serve a life sentence. So here's... The and she got her wish, but we'll get to that. Um, but Ohio has the death penalty, and again, wood chipper, you know, it's done, right? There might be some screams, but eh. hey, you know what? I got it. We can stuff a we can stuff a rag. In his face, we can stuff, you know... No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But anyway, so... Wood chipper, though. I think we, we're all in agreement that this earns a wood chipper. <laughs> right? Um, so, on June 27th... Anyway, so, back to what I was saying, though. ADD moment, sorry. So, she said in her deposition that she wanted him to serve a life sentence. Now, Ohio has the death penalty, but she didn't want that. That is fairly noble, actually, because um, uh, if if I had if if I were given that opportunity, I'm thinking feet first into a wood chipper, slowly. Uh, you know, if I were given. If 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 that had happened to me, and then I were given the opportunity to direct what happens to said individual, I'm thinking that it would be the wood chipper, but it would be um, it would be drawn out over a few days, eh, maybe a week. We'll. Put him in up to his knees, stop the bleeding, save his, you know, keep his, 
keep him alive, maybe. Uh, don't go into any extreme efforts. To, I mean, if he bleeds out, he bleeds out. But if not, we'll let we'll we'll leave him in there long enough. You know, we'll we'll leave him out long enough for the stumps to scab over. Um, or, or actually, we'll we'll you can paint them like like actual tree stumps, you know, with the the tar or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we'll paint. Yeah, see, <clears throat> and then we'll let that crust up and harden for a day or two, and then. We'll go up to well, we can't go much. So I guess I guess after that we'll finish we'll finish them off. Uh, but and again we'll, he'll go in stumps first instead of feet. Uh, you know, it won't be feet first; it'll be stumps first. But and, and again, slowly. Um, you want him to feel that? Just a thought. Anyway, so on June twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, after seven hundred days. Of and f- more than fifty-five surgeries, um, she finally was, you know, she finally passed, and finally got the ultimate relief in this case. Um, so prosecutors had managed to secure a grand jury indictment for first-degree murder with a death penalty option against Slayer. Um, there was a, a lot of debate as to, um, pre-trial, there was a lot of debate as to whether or not a jury would be allowed to see the deposition that would essentially make Malinowski an eyewitness to her own murder. A judge allowed the deposition. He was allowing. He was going to allow the je- deposition to be sh- shown to a potential jury. Just days before, Slager showed his cowardice, and he copped a plea deal that prevented the court from handing down that death sentence that he so richly deserved. So he's serving life without parole. So. Uh, in that case, that's all I have for you this week. Uh, tune in. There will be some bonus content dropping this week, perhaps. Uh, as the bonus content will be a sort of sample, I guess, of... And again, we just kind of have to feel out the responses. But I'm considering a... Patreon or some sort of variant thereof to put some bonus content behind a paywall uh, for those willing to pony up, you know, two, three dollars a month uh, for consistent bonus content, uh, perhaps even more consistent than what I'm putting out now, depending. <laughs> um, no, but. There will be a, a bonus episode uh, looking for a name of the bonus content in general, what I would put behind a paywall. I think I'll call it just the kindling. Um, it's more of the, you know, 
I hate the word supernatural. I hate that word. Paranormal, that's the word I was looking for. It's sort of the weird the weird paranormal stories and things that I that I come across that aren't really necessarily true crime, but they kind of are. Uh, they'll they'll go behind maybe a paywall, but again, look at look for that first bonus episode about Robert the Doll. Uh, it'll drop probably the same time that this drops, maybe a day or two. I mean, I may space it out a day or two. Uh, so look for that, and it's super important that you that you do us a favor, or well, I say us, but it's just me and my personalities, all. Whatever, however many there are, I don't know. Uh, it's just me, though. Just the one guy sitting in the chair doing everything. I may have to bring my teenagers on as, like, social media managers. I don't know. I can't pay them, though. Uh, and they're always wanting, believe me, they're always wanting to get paid. I couldn't afford them, I don't think. Anyway, so that's what I've got for you this week. And remember, as Alfred Hitchcock once told us, every man, everyone enjoys a good murder, provided they're not the victim. And we'll see you next time.